Hey now, this is Tony Moore of the Money, Power, and Success podcast. You're in the right place in the space when you want to learn how to have more, do more, and be more in life and in business. Dr. Lugenia game changing rucker or i just call her the doctor game changer you know what i mean because it really is about just owning not only who you are as a woman or who you are as a mom or who you are as an entrepreneur you got to put it all together right doctor absolutely <laughs> absolutely so in like look i need you to be the she of your of your destiny and tell people who you are who you help and what do you do Okay, excellent. I am a spiritual strategist and I'm called to be an apostle to the Lord's church. So as a marketplace minister, as a marketplace mentor, I empower women to change the game. Because come on, Tony, we know, we, we keep it real because I, I know that's who you are. We, we have our life stories. And so we struggle through it. We get on the other side of it. We own it. You know, we own our stories. We own our voice. We tell our story. But this is what I found to be true. After coaching women for several, several years now, then we have to change the game. Okay? Once we master our voice, once we own our story, once we settle in with the reality of, that's where we've been, but it doesn't define where we're going. Then it's time to change the game. And that's when I step in. <laughs> and that's when you step in. So when you're stepping in, right, we're going to start this out. And I always ask people, like, what's the story behind your story? What's the story behind my story? Okay. Um, had a mother who loved me, who wanted me to be independent, who positioned me on a track of success. But because of systematic uh, issues and racism, like racism and systematic things that were beyond my control, like being the tallest person in my class, just for that, I was put at the end of the line. So I was always subject to being at the back of the line, never really encouraged to own my full voice. You speak too loud, you're too tall, you're not light enough. Uh, you're too big, uh, and on and on and on. But I had a mother who loved me, who put enough of encouragement and enough empowerment in me that I was able to get over the humps in mm -hmm. life. And so when I walked through those, those high mountains and those low valleys, and I got to the other side, then it was like, okay, well, what's my purpose? Okay, okay, I know who I am. I know I'm a child of God. I go to church every Sunday, okay? And I'm making my money. It's more to life. Mm. There's, there's another season that I begin to walk in, and it was called empowerment. It was called transformation. It was calling, you know, being my best self. And mm. that took some work. And when I looked around, I didn't have a lot of people that were speaking to the future me. They knew me as Jeannie, but they didn't know me as Lugenia. And my name represents something very meaningful and significant. So I did a lot of inner work and a lot of soul searching. But there was no one really walking me along the path. So I had a 40-year wilderness. Come on now. A 40-year wilderness. Yes. So I got to really standing in my brilliance. 
So it ain't over. (laughs) Right. But Uh. even that whole from where you that 40 year wilderness, that's something that I mean, I know, like I'm a church girl, but you know, I ain't I ain't one of them laying prostrate church girls. I'm like, you know, the Lord heard me 15 minutes ago. Praise the Lord. Um, (laughs) um, Lord, sometimes I got to lay my own hands. Okay. But I do know that sometimes we, we don't necessarily talk about the wilderness experience. Right. My one friend is a pastor and she said pretty much that oftentimes in the church is where we're hurting, but we are hiding. Yes. 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 So, but then I'm a church girl and I look at my church girls and I'm like, look, now this is why I liked you when you raised your hand because you are different. Like, how do we, how can we live out that whole Shudamite woman experience where she had enough money to, to set up for the man of God? How can we live out that virtuous woman experience that we often hear about? We get from the word to the walk. How can Come we- on now. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good question. And it starts with the inner work. It starts with looking inside of you. It starts with loving you, you know, loving every part of you, you know, um, enjoying your hair, your nose, your features, your skin tone, your skin color, you know, just stripping down all of the blueprints from your parents, your mother's side, your father's side, all of the generational issues. Okay. Just because my great-grandmother does not mean that my children, children. And so when you get real with yourself, when you get true, when you, I like to call it when you get in your sweet spot, you know, when you get in your zone of your, your identity, that I have a purpose, I have a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God has a plan for your life. And so Amen. you got to begin to ask God some questions. God, who am I? Who have you called me to be? And when you take some time out, and it's some inner work. It's not easy. That's why we have life coaches and mentors and pastors and leaders. Because sometimes dealing with the truth is like pulling back <coughs> layers of onions. And so there's going to be some crying moments. Mm. There's going to be some cleansing moments. I remember one day when God revealed a part of me that was in the, in the dark. I, I couldn't see it. And then in my secret prayer closet, I was like, God, what is this about? And he dealt with me. And I had to accept it and acknowledge it. Oh, I got it. And once you own your story, Mm -hmm. then the light begins to break out. Then you have to begin to walk. And let me tell you, you got to start crawling first. Because that healing process, I think too many of us skip over the healing process. I had someone to tell me, because everybody knows that the hurt hurts the hurt. And hurt people hurt people. And so they were telling me, trying to tell me, well, you know, I'm hurt, but I'm still trying to help people. No, 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 no. Do you, boo. Take your time to get fully healed. Because when it comes to the themes of personal transformation, it needs to be pure and it needs to be purified. There's a Mm. transformation process. So we must take the time to get healed first. Amen. Uh, Well, it's so um, interesting about the timing of the whole waking up. I, I remember in the fall, I was talking about I am she. I liked it. I was going to do some t-shirts or whatever. But it was even when I first came out with, I'm going to do the wealthier woman workshop. You know what I mean? 
But I noticed that a lot of women were not resonating with wealth or rich in church. Right. And, I, and, and I was just like, wait, 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 you know, like, and then I realized that until we own our, we stand in our power through the word of God, like, you know, I'm, I'm the poor kid, foster kid. I bumble around sometimes, but I, thankfully God let me go from the projects to university of Penn to move on up along the highways and the byways. And I talk about the valleys, how I had my hoish days experiences you know what I mean? When I used to curse people out, even in church, because I was so hurt. Yes. Yeah. I was so hurt. Yes. And I, and I, and then I, I, and, and because I was hurt, I was more ego than the she, you know, yes. that I could be the spirit led heaven field, you know, um, extraordinary that I truly am. So mm-hmm. with the wounds and things of that nature, um, do you see, uh, do you think that our wounds is keeping us from our wealth? Oh, absolutely. You know, I enjoyed your Sanctify Your Money book because you dealt with a section that is so powerful called Mindset. And in all of my coaching module, Mindset is a pillar. And so we can't get to wealth until we shift the mindset of the wounds. You know, healing is a part of the mindset. Because Mm -hmm. when you begin to feel the sense of wholeness, remember uh, in the scriptures, the question was, will you be whole? Will you be made whole? Mm. When you really sit down and say, I am going to be healed from the hurt, from the rejection, from the abandonment, from the denial, from all of the self-critical issues and all of the chatter talk that Mm. takes place between the left ear and the right ear. Yes. When you decide that you're changing the script, okay, because what you just described was part of that wilderness experience, you Mm -hmm. know, the resentment, the rebellion. Okay, yes. and the sense of entitlement in some cases. Yes. Okay, and and so when you begin to experience God's healness, His wholeness, His His putting you back together again, because that's what the rebirth process is. Mm-hmm. But in the marketplace, I call it transformation. In mm-hmm. the kingdom, we call it being reborn again. Mm-hmm. But that's a journey. That's a process, and it begins with the mindset. Because here's the thing: everything starts with a thought. So no, yes. they can't talk about wealth and, and financial legacy. You got people who want, don't want to write a will, don't want to take the time and talk about funeral arrangements. They mm-hmm. want to live, but yet they know that it's important to man and woman to die one time. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. So part of the mindset of the healing process is first acknowledging, being aware that you have wounds. Being aware, I mean, that's a that's a big strong a strengthener right there it's just speaking out loud like for me i didn't know what i didn't know actually i had to i i was so i had a stronghold upon me that the holy spirit had to wake me up in my dream and pray for me you know like that was my like oh my god because all all i thought was even at university of penn i was still trying to find me a drug dealer or try to find me a baller because I did not know that I was the she who God created me to be. You know what I mean? I didn't know that I was super. I didn't know that I was helpful. I didn't know that I was extraordinary. All I saw was the wounds. All I saw was the hurt. All I saw was the pain. All I saw was me allowing myself to be a receptacle as opposed to a receiver of someone's love. Yes, 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 absolutely. 
Yes, yes, yes. So mindset is part of my game-changing approach. We have to get in a position that we are aware, that we acknowledge it, and then you begin to see a vision. Then God can download the spiritual upload for more. I like your, you know, your your tenacity about being more, wanting more, doing more. You yes. can't be more until you first, you know, close all the holes, close all the gaps, renew yes. your mind, shift your attitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, recognize that you're blessed and highly favored, but still there's a path to walk out called transformation. It's still a process. And so mindset, depending on the blueprints, depending on how many people hurt you and how many wounds we have to heal, you know, it can happen instantly called a miracle or it can happen through a process. And so many times we can't resonate with certain words. We've never heard anyone talk about money. There are Mm. families where they don't even talk about money. They don't Mm. have a game plan. They don't have a blueprint. Money is a curse word. Don't ask me for no money. Mm. Money don't grow on trees. Do I look like a bank to you? And so they grow up with these feelings around money that are not good and they're not positive. And too many, I'm about to step on some toes right now because too many church people believe, they got it twisted, that money is the root of all evil. And that's the biggest lie in the kingdom today. Here's the money thing. all problems. Well, my God told me, I think it's in Ecclesiastes 10, 19, that money answers all things. And not only that, but wisdom, like money, is a protector. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So it protects. It protects. I talked about it in Sanctify Your Money. but And that's the mindset, the objectives, your necessariness, the energy, and just you. But as you were talking, and it was dropped in my spirit, and this is good that we're having this conversation, because if we're going to change our financial game, if we're going to change our legacy, if we're going to change our businesses, if we're going to change our structures, then we got to understand that we have to be spirit-led. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it feels like it's, this is the strong, this is the warfare. It's not some red devil with no pitchfork. The stronghold is getting us from what we've been cultivated to playing small to shift into who God created us to be. How do we do that? The book of Isaiah says that he will lead you and he will guide you and he will teach you how to profit. See right there, Deuteronomy 8.18 says he gives you the power to give wealth. So when we recognize and put first things first, God being first, Matthew 6.26 says, I'm sorry, Matthew 6.33 says, and he will add all things to you. So we got to get our priorities in order. Okay, we got to shift out of me, 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 and it becomes we, 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 we. Amen. So it's a cross. You know, there's a, ver- uh, a, a vertical relationship with God that must be sustained, and then there's a ho- 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 horizontal relationship with mankind that must be maintained. Because the money was in the fish mouth. The money is always in someone's mouth, in someone's mm. throat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay? Come on. The money is in the mouth. So if the mouth is closed, because even God said, open your mouth and I will fill it. So if the money is in the mouth, but our mouths are closed, that's a separation. There you go. Yes, it is. It's a major separation. And so in my game-changing approach to coaching, here comes the strategy. How do we get the mouth open? And every strategy must be individualized because your story, Tony, is not my story. 
and my story is not Tyra's story, and on and on and on. And so when you get real with yourself, when you get in your sweet spot, when you recognize and acknowledge God being the, the author and the finisher of your faith, he holds the power and the plan for you to get wealth. Amen. When you get everything in order, then you can begin to strategize how to do more, be more, mm. serve more, give more, love more. Now that that now I know that somebody had asked about and I overcome the fear. And I know that sometimes like, you know, um, sometimes we tell people based on what we went through. So now it's a narrative to us. But with regards to that whole, you went 40 years in the valley. I'm at that point. How do you go from 40 years in the valley to being some bossed up woman of God, doctor game changer that you are, that's like, no, 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 you know, you're going to have to speak. You're going to have to open up your mouth. How do you get to that point? Because I feel as though the miracle is in the mess. Not the, you know, the miracle is the mess. Yes. Yes. I say to multi multiply, you have to amplify. And how do you mm. amplify? By developing a game plan, a strategic plan, putting one step in front of the other, accomplishing the small things. Because the word of God says, if you're faithful, over a few things, over small things, he'll make you ruler over many things. Amen. So it's one step at a time. You know, I didn't get to be Dr. Rucker overnight. You know, I didn't get, in a, get to be an apostle overnight. I was cleaning bathrooms when my mother was the deaconess at the church. And we would go in Saturday before the church opened on Sunday to clean the church. And I didn't think it robbery. I was just an obedient child. Mm -hmm. So I went and did the two-year degree, and I was like, oh, this is not enough. Then I went to uh, Penn State two years. Then I went to Temple four years. Then it was the master. So it was always an aggressive, progressive approach to life, always wanting more because I know in John 10, 10, this is where the word comes in, he's given me life and life more abundantly. See, see Tony, there's, there's something inside of us. There's a DNA structure yes. in every individual to want more, to do more, and to be more. So when you acknowledge it and embrace it, that's a whole nother level when you start embracing it. Uh, yes. Then you don't think that anything is impossible, okay? Yes. Because when it's you and the maker, who can be against you? Who can stop the plan of God? Nobody. Amen. Amen. Nobody can stand before you. Amen. So how do how do you get into that, that, that whole impact? Our, I like to call it empowerment zone because when you're in our empowerment zone, then all things are possible. So obviously you got to align with the line. But if no one ever taught you, like for my sister girls who are listening, I remember when people used to be like, God is your father. God is your way maker. God will supply all of your needs. God just, I got stuck at God is your father because the only father I knew at that time was beating my mama and we was running from him in the middle of the night. So I couldn't, my experiences were keeping me from embracing the holy and, and, and loving father who was like, I got you. Like everything that you want is inside of you. How do we do, you know, how do we get past the life experiences so that we can walk into God's perfect will in life and in business? You have to take time out. You got to take time out for you to do you. There's a little... Uh, part of you that's got to 
own your capacity to heal, to grow, and to thrive. You got to believe it. And so through daily affirmation, through daily self-care practices, I get up in the presence of God. I, I don't allow the world to dictate my day. Amen. I check in with him. I spend time with him. I have a gratitude journal. I have a dream journal. I have mm. a game changer journal. I'm writing the vision out constantly. I'm meditating on his word because his word is life and Amen. it's spirit. And so what you, what you focus on, it grows. Yes. So if you want to experience the true she leader that you are, it's got to start with you. You got to stop and deal with you and love you. I have my scheduled massages. Everybody do the mani and the petty. That's no big thing anymore. You know, you got to have your getaway time. Yeah. Your girls retreat time. Mm. You know, your dinner with candlelight. You know, create the ambiance around you that says that you're worthy of candles being burned with your best china, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have to invest in you through continuous learning and teleseminars and webinars. You know, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of money. It just takes your willingness to invest in you. It may be to go to the hair salon every week. Whatever works for you based on your blueprint. But know that change is constant. So as you grow, you shift. Yes. That's, that's, as you were talking, I was thinking about how me, because, uh, you know, I have different acronyms. I, like when people come on Sunday, they're going to get a list because I'm always like, what she or you? Like, take time for me. I realize that I don't always make my needs a priority. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one, ladies. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one for this transformational moment. You know, like, because most of us aren't taught to prioritize ourselves. Right, right. No, we're not taught. Because we're living in a very selfish world. And so as a mother, as a wife, as an auntie, you know, godmother, leader, whatever it is, the CEO, you have people who have constant needs and constant demands. But when you prioritize, for example, I put my appointments in my schedule of things to do, my me time appointments, and they're non-negotiable. They are non-negotiable. I'm only available to coach certain days a week. I leave space open for life and for me, I think we're living on the edge. Just mm. too many hours a day. Yes. Okay, there has to be some downtime. Why? Because God could have created the world in six seconds, in seven seconds, but he took six days to work. And then he commanded the Sabbath, Sabbath day to be a day of rest. Mm. I just think the modern 21st century woman needs to incorporate a Sabbath day. And for me, because of that 40-year wilderness, I have a Sabbath hour every day. A Sabbath hour? Oh, yes, yes. This time was just me and God. And then it's just me. I'm just laying in the bed. I'm not thinking. I'm not planning. I'm not projecting. I'm not strategizing. I'm allowing my mind to be free. 
And sometimes it takes me back to some, some, some scenarios where I can give him thanks and give him praise. Mm. And other times it takes me to don't forget to schedule so-and-so. But I allow my mind to be renewing my Sabbath hour. I take all the cares and all the demands and all of the social media requirements and team and clients. As a leader, we wear many hats as she leaders. And I take them all off. Mm -hmm. And I may even slip a napkin on that Sabbath hour. And it's revitalizing. Man. See, that's, that's because we're awesome. spirit beings, Tony, and we have to have time to be led by the spirit. Amen. Spirit beings, heavenly led, ex ex executives in everything, right? So I'm, as you were talking, <clears throat> as you were speaking, um, I was wondering, what was your, I don't, I don't know if any client is easy. Well, some clients are easy. When I used to do divorce, it's like, we're getting a divorce. We have an agreement. We just need you to formalize it. And then I had the hard clients where, you know, they wanted to fight over the last fork. So can you give us without identifying, what would you be deemed as thinking back uh, the easiest shift that you had to do, an easy client experience that you had to help someone get from where they are to where God wanted them to be? You know what? I tell women, don't ever allow money to determine your decision. And so um, I meet women that are very willing to grow, very willing to shift. But as a life coach, sometimes the finances are, are not always there to grow. But you know what? Then you need to be resourceful. So the easiest client is one who has an ear to hear, they're teachable, they're coachable, Money may not be ready and in place, but I can say to them, what's your gifts? What's your skill? What can you do today to raise $100 each day this week? By the end of the week, we got $500. And I just had that experience the other day. And, and, and this is a go-getter. I said, what about cleaning houses? You know, seniors need services, cleaning houses, errands, and food. <clears throat> the population is growing older. Shouldn't she go out and clean a room and make $50 for one hour? I told her she was doing good. Let's get eight more hours on the board. Amen. Yeah. But that was real easy. She was open. She was willing. She had an open heart. See, if you're coachable, it's no problem. Money is not an issue. Because as she leaders, we're here to support one another. We're here to empower one another. And so that means we're working around finances, but resources. Don't let money dictate. Uh, outcomes. Yes. But what are you willing to do to create income? Uh, yes. Because we talk about <clears throat> we talk a lot about social media, church, generational wealth, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. But me, um, I do a lot in Pennsylvania with probate and with you know, not estate planning but more so probate where mama died, daddy died maybe 60 years ago and the family is still living in the house. And then there's a problem because I have a group right now and I'm just like, I didn't know it was going to be like this, but you know, it's, it's messy and I'm going to have to bow out gracefully after I get my check. 
uh, because of the fact that, that there's something that I don't know if it's the wounds from yesterday where we're not proactive. Yes. Like I like being in this transformational healing space, but I'm also a church girl and most people are sitting broken in the pews, mm-hmm. you know? So when, when we're talking about this, but I'm like, we're going to keep it real. How do you grow in the valley with the shadow of possibility and you're surrounded by broken people? Mm. Mm. And you're surrounded by broken people. This is where laser focus come in at. This is where the Sabbath will really take root. Because their brokenness does not have to be your brokenness. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so when you get on one-on-one, a personal relationship with God, I'm not talking religion. Because God is a God that hears your prayers. Amen. He sees everything. And so when you take your faith and you're willing to challenge yourself and go to the altar and just be flat out real with yourself and God, it doesn't make a difference who's around you, who's singing what, who's doing what. Mm-hmm. You know, because as a resourceful uh, woman, she leader, you have to be resourceful. So you got to have plan A and plan B. Not only are you proactive, but you have several outlets. You have several streams. And so when it is like the stock market, okay, when one thing crashes, the other one is yeah. picking up. Yes, yes. Okay, so everybody can be falling down around you, but God is a personal God. Mm. And Jabez, come on now. now I, I felt out this, Chronicles. Wait, wait, y'all, I just ah. felt the fit. I just felt ah. the shift. I felt yes, the shift. Yes, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jabez, his name means pain. Mm. But yet the word says he was more honorable than his other brothers. So this is a family situation that was struggling. They had pain and adversity. And it was to, to such a degree that his mother named him Jabez, which means pain. So mom was having some big issues. And Jabez cried out to God. Remember, he was more honorable. That means he was exceptional. He was a she leader. Mm. Okay. And he cried out and said, God, protect me. Put your hand on me. Guide me mm. and lead me and expand my territory. That's how you break out of the mold. That's how you throw away the generational curses. That's how you deal with the hand you've been shuffled. He prayed to God that not only to heal him, protect him, keep him from his own self, keep him from the family dysfunctional, you know, generational curses. Yes. Get this. He said, and expand my territory, enlarge my territory. So he had a mindset Mm. that was already proactive and positioned in spiritual reality that says, my circumstances are painful, but I know a God that can heal all pain. I know a God who can heal all pain. That's it right there. That's it right there. Just, I mean, doctor, I'm just calling you Dr. (laughs) Game Changer in that even if you were named by pain, you're named by pain, you don't have to claim it. You could just speak that thing 
and you keep talking about the mind shift, the mind shift, the mind shift. Because, you know, she leaders often, I think like 90, at least 90% of us are bossed up women of God who went to church or go to church. So it's a matter of working that word inside of us, rising up inside of us. And we were talking like when I, when you're, you're saying like, we got to speak it. We got to speak what we need to see. And then it seems like we got to speak the word to help ourselves. You got to keep the right company. You got to connect with people like yourself. You know, you got to stay in the right company, the people that's talking the right things and going in the right direction. You know, you got to be mindful of the company you're keeping and the conversations that you're having. And, you know, shut down that small talk chatter that says you never will be. You know, you got to, you know, crush the box of insecurity and doubt and mm -hmm. lack. The book of James says if you're double-minded, you're not going to prosper in anything. Mm -hmm. So you got to get clear. Got to get stable. Got to get a game plan. Mm -hmm. and, and then you got to believe. At the end of the day, it just go back to old-time gospel. Then you have to believe and walk amen. it out by faith. Amen, amen, amen. Like, and for me, I'm always like, we know how to name it and claim it, but it seems like if we have that expect expectancy, we expect God to do it. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, I'm like, you know what, God? I ain't never seen a million dollars. But if you let such and such who don't even tithe and don't even shout and don't even praise your name, if you let them do it, I know you're going to let me do it. You know, that's how I'm starting to speak that thing because I'm expecting for God to do it. I'm like, you know, how do like when, when you were talking about the expectancy, it's already there. We're already yeah. God's child. Yes, yes. But but the shift, that's what you were talking about. That's a game-changing shift right there. Absolutely, absolutely. And and this is what I want your she leaders to know. Expectations unlocks faith. Mm. You cannot or you will never achieve a million dollars if you can't expect to receive it. I saw your post. I was following you one day when you said, okay, you wanted Tyler Perry. You was talking to Tyler Perry. Uh, I said, go ahead, girl. Sure did. I got excited for you. I said, look, one day you're going to have to know that you can't do it all by yourself. So let me know, Tyler Perry, when you are looking for someone just like me to help you in your ministry. You know what I mean? Exactly. And just the other day, the American Idol, the latest winner, I just saw a snippet on the internet. She sat on the curb. Didn't have yes. an appointment, didn't know how to get in there. And then the right, she was at the right place at the right time by faith. She said, all I want to do is sing. And she's currently, I think, uh, uh, what's one of those minimum paying jobs? A security oh, yeah. officer. Security guard, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. security guard. And I said, my God, you know, here we are believers and know the word and we can't sit on the curb until our change come? What, what, what? Oh my God. But here's the thing. That's what we have to stop sidelining ourselves. And yes. we got to start stepping up. But my, my God said, let your light shine. So that means there's no permission needed. We just got to be who we are. That's why I keep asking my women, what she are you? Are you, are you the she of book writing? Are you the she of testimony? Are you the she of pain and abuse? Are you the, and this, and this she is like, it's, it's ultimately, are you the strategist? Are you the helper? You know what I mean? Are you the one who God has empowered and equipped and elevated? Who are you and where do you need to be? 
Now, because we know who we are. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm a child of God. But where do we need to be that expectancy? Like I talked to some, some of my she leaders, church girls, and I'm like, okay, let's have a $2,000 challenge. Oh, I can't do that. Wait, wait, wait. You got 15 jobs. I love you. I love if you would, you know, how do we do, how do we shift them? That, that, and that's always been like, Lord, help me. Please shift them. We got to shift into the right direction. I'm not even talking about estate planning because I know that there's four stages of development and most of us stay stuck in the victimhood mentality. We don't even know that we are the strategists. We are, we can work out our own salvation. God forbid if I say you are the savior of your success. Yes, yes, yes. Tony, we separate ourselves. We, we want to be the, the, the she leader that goes to church that's religious or spiritual but yet they don't recognize that there's an inner connection between the mind, body, and spirit. And third John says, beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper in your soul, even as you prosper in your spirit. So if we would begin to connect all three dimensions of our lives, okay, I, 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 I just think that it begins with an understanding of who you are and that understanding is unlocked when your mentor, your coach, your teacher, the webinar, the telesummit, the live event, when they ask the strategic question, we're not asking enough questions and we're not being asked enough. Mm -hmm. well, and I know someone unlocks the door by asking that strategic question, then the bells begin to go off. Then you begin to see how small you really playing. Mm, like That's you when you begin client. to change the game. Right. Because when in my ask. coaching session, I'm asking questions. Question I'm asking questions question because mom and dad were not there to ask questions. You were in school. You were, you were taught not to ask questions. Just right. listen and write and go home and do the homework. Nobody's asking questions. Who do you want to be? What kind of money do you really want to make? Where's your zone of genius? What are you good at? What do people say after they met you, after they've been in your presence? How do people feel? How do you feel today? Amen. Because I always start my coaching sessions with, how are you? What's going on? Give me a snapshot of your day. Because I mm -hmm. need to know what, what, what mountains I might be dealing with here before mm -hmm. I begin to really dig in for the diamonds. Ah. And that helps them to open up. Right. And As then it's not so hard. Well, I think Tony Robbins uh, said powerful people ask powerful questions because mm. questions steer focus. Yeah. And we already know that whatever you focus on expands. Right. Like when I was focusing on the fact that I couldn't make, I, re, I was focusing on just, I just want to make $500 in my side hustling business. That's what you got, $500. And that's what I got. Business. And then I got mad because I'm like, well, why am I making more money? Where's my comma checks? But then I started realizing that I was speaking my burdens. So then I started speaking my blessings. Then I started being like, God, I, now I want to make $2,000. So then I started getting stuck on a $2,000 mark. Then I was like, okay, okay, God, is this how this goes? Or I want to make $5,000. Then last year, 
I said, I never made a $10,000 a month. So I wanted to make $10,000 and I did it. So this is like someone who just wanted to make $500. So like you said, like when we're spiritual, we're spiritual because we already are spiritual. We're spiritual beings, you know, just walking this human existence and we separate ourselves. And I'm just like, if we just empower ourselves to just be who God created us to be. For me, it turned out to be a she. It's a she thing, uh, but but really that she thing is a God thing because ultimately it just uh, it was something that I start focusing on. Who am I today? Am I the side hustling entrepreneur? Am I the subject matter holy expert? Am I the struggling, you know, hurting entrepreneur? Who am I today? And of course, my spirit started rejecting the negativity because I didn't want to no longer speak negativity over me, but positivity. And I know like even with the game-changing shifts, the mind shifts, can you just tell our sisters before you leave us how much better life is when we get ourselves out of the valley of our minds? Oh my God. When I crossed over a major threshold in my life, I heard you say earlier that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know the other side until you get on the other side. And when I experienced the, the, the no pressure of being able to pay all my bills, pay them before time, you know, have money left over, you know, go to my favorite restaurant, you know, buy something new, you know, do what I wanted to do with no regrets, with no financial pressure. There was an ease and grace in that lifestyle that I experienced. And it was a little mind blowing because when you're in the struggle, look, you just struggle. And so when I got on the other side of it, I said, I'm never going back. That's Amen. it. We're going higher and higher. And so when you begin to experience the shift, because it's a daily, constant process. You don't shift one time. It's a daily shifting. Some shifts are high and mind-blowing. Other shifts are soft and subtle. But because you're in tune with God, even the soft, subtle shift is taking you to the next shift. It's a daily process. So, you know, you begin to recognize the wooden nickels and the dead conversation. You begin to understand that, okay, you're not really uh, securing the bag. You're stealing the bag. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know? And so the shift is constant. And it's an evergreen flowing process. And it takes you from faith to faith. And from glory to glory. I love it. It's the experience that you can't put in a bottle. Amen. And it's priceless. Because you're like, you look back and say, God, you love me that much that you would give me that level of breakthrough. Mm. I dealt with an estate issue, attorney, for 10 years. My mother's estate. And I was determined not to allow the state to take her house. She had worked and paid for that house. And I was like, the devil is not having it. Not the state, not the city. And I went, went up against City Hall, the state of Pennsylvania, all of them. Got an attorney. And let me tell you, one day, 10 years later, I got a phone call. 
from my attorney, she was able to settle the case outside of the court's jurisdiction. We were already scheduled to go to court. Mm. And she said, well, I don't know. You sell your mother's house and you go buy another house and they're going to come after your house. I said, well, let them come because we're out of this house. We, had, we were able to make a settlement for pennies compared to what they wanted. And she said to me, a Jewish lawyer said to me, this is a miracle and it's unheard of. Mm. But for 10 years, I shifted from gathering paperwork and meeting with her and making him, uh, payments for services and, you know, planning and court dates. And then, you know, you know how it is on the government and political level, you have the Democrats in for a season, you have the Republicans in. And the right. rules change and they bend and they twist. And 10 years, I was set free from the bondage, from the yoke. We don't owe anybody. Every, all properties, all claims are clear. My God. Everything is free. And it's something that's so personal, I can't even put it in the story because it's a family estate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I would be infringing upon other people's privacy and I can't even put it in a book, but it was mind boggling. But what I do know is that I worked in agreement with God. I held steadfast to my belief that God was going to come through for me. And I was not going to allow them to recover everything that my bloodline had worked for. I wasn't, I wasn't allowing it. And mm. Tony, I'm not a lawyer. And so I don't know if I was outside of the law, breaking rules. All I know is that God was my provider and my protector. Amen. And so this day, I'm, I'm clear and free. Don't owe anybody, no liens, no judgments, you know. And we settled for a fracture. Right. I ran to the bank to pay her. Right. <laughs> right, right. But the thing is, you were willing to fight for what you, you, yes, you know, yes. you was willing to stand, yes. you know, and you got to be stand and you got to help yourself. And then you got to just, that's the best way to enlarge your territory. If we keep just waiting, no, you be like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to stand for my mama's legacy to go like this, you know? So even like for us um, business sisters, you know what I mean? I want y'all to stand strong and be immovable and be the force that you need to be because someone is assigned to you and your legacy. It may not be your daughter. It may not be your mama, you know, as you know, it could be somebody that's assigned to you. Right. right. And so that's why I like when we have, like, I think that's one of the things that we're missing in church is not just to get the word, but also get the strategies to work the word. You know what I mean? That's what's missing. That's what's missing. Tony. That's the, I'm and like, uh, I, the that we got to work. Through. Uh, okay. Here's your homework. Like I tell people, your homework is to find out who God equipped you to be. Because until you realize who, what you equipped to be, some of y'all just equipped to be a, a preacher or a teacher. Some of y'all is equipped to be a caretaker. Some of y'all equipped to be a coach. Some of y'all equipped to be a bookpreneur. You know what I mean? Some of y'all are equipped to be some of everything. Because, you know, when God says that we can work out our own salvation and there's people still waiting, there's still healing that needs to be done. So he's going to enlarge it and he'll use every, anybody. Lottie Dottie, you know, somewhere in the Bible, you know, I'm a Pentecostal girl. So we like to be like, uh-uh, it's in the Bible. He used the she ass. He did. He had the she ass speak to Nathan, right? <laughs> so if he can use a she ass, then he can use a she leader. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I just want to make one closing point. You know, even when the children of Israel came out of the wilderness and they crossed over into the, the land of promise, the land of milk and honey, there were enemies already in the land. So the armor, be ready to fight. Be ready to do spiritual warfare. Enemies are always possessing your promises. Mm. That's why the word of God says that the wealth is laid up for the righteous, the wealth of the wicked. Enemies are always in possession of the very thing that God has already ordained for your life. So that's a very strong closing point here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Dr. Game Changer, you have been a blessing. Thank you so much. Ladies, I hope that y'all had gotten a good word. More importantly, I hope that you do do your homework. I need you to ask God to show you who he equipped you to be, who he elevated you to be, who he empowered you to be, you know, because every mess that you went through, that is a message for the next person. We're not storytellers. The world tells us to find your story. No, we are message bearers. Whatever you had gone through, you know what I mean? So guess what? You got to step up and be like, God, show me. You got to work out your own salvation by harnessing the energy what's inside of you. But more importantly, you got to execute because without that execution, without you taking them steps, you can't ever turn your ordinary into extraordinary without an execution plan. And you can never elevate to the next level in life and in business, whether it is as a businesspreneur, whether it is as a secretary, whether it is as a student. You know, I didn't work out my own salvation until I was like you, Dr. Game Changer was like, yo, this is not my legacy. My legacy was not that I was going to go from the projects to University of Penn just to be a statistic and get kicked out. No, no, no. Because if God brought me there, then he was going to bring me through. And if he brought you to a business, then I want you to ask God to how do I bank my brilliance? Because here's the thing, broke queens don't make change possible. And if we're change makers, if we're message bearers, or we're supposed to be the she leaders, because my God, my game changing scripture was Jeremiah 31, 22, when he said, how long, oh daughters, will you waver? How long are you going to keep on wondering? I'm trying to do a new thing. I want it to be so new as the woman encircling a man. That was a, my God, this is a, a God talking to Jewish people where they didn't even look at women as even worthy of their own legacy until Zelophehad's daughter spoke up. So who do you need to speak up for? What hurt do you need to get through? What do you need to do to make sure that your legacy as the boss, the woman of God, your legacy as a mother, your legacy as a teacher, your legacy as a bookpreneur, people are laughing at you. The minute you say that you are a God person and you broke, busted, and disgusted, then guess what? You are an eyesore to the ministry. No, we can't be an eyesore. We got to be the evidence. It's time for us to be the evidence. So there you have it, folks. Another amazing episode of Money, Power, and Success, the WAP, W-A-P-S edition. Hopefully this was good for you as it was for me. Stay tuned to our next episode. Get your money up. Get your money up.